0: Welcome to Nuclear Hand Grenade. As always, I am your host, Justin Land, the man with the biggest dick on the planet, the supreme hmm. intelligence, the wizard, the magician, the oracle, uh, with me, as always, this is the first episode, but I'm going to keep saying that, as always, is Alexandria Jorge, the beta cuck supreme, the man with tiny muscles, the man with a shriveled up penis, basically a vagina that sticks outward, uh, we're going to be talking about video games today.
1: My clit is bigger than your dick.
0: Well, that's fair that? to say. But you're also in the Guinness Book of World Records for having the most cocks in your ass. So I can't yeah. always compete with things like that. Gotta make money somehow, bro. Hell yeah. Uh, so we're going to steal like every other podcast you've ever heard's format. Um, and let's just start off with uh, what games we've been playing this week. Uh, heyo, you want to start out?
1: Yeah. Um, I've just been playing a bit of Valheim. Uh yeah i know <laughs> i uh just got into building a bunch of stuff and testing the physics and stuff like that and i just kind of ran out of stuff to do looking for a new game to play
0: yeah i've been uh i've been playing with my friends so we only play like once every two weeks but uh it's always fun like we have barely gotten off the first uh island but i remember like the first time we finally built the boat right uh the not the raft but the actual like viking ship and we yeah. go out, and we've got like a couple bronze pieces. It took us hours of fucking smithing everything and mining. We've got the carts and all that. We sail out with the boat. We get stuck in the Irons, right? Because we don't know how to sail yet. And then I just <laughs> look behind. Like uh, he, he's here steering the boat, and I look behind us, and I just see it's like stormy, and I see this fucking big snake head stick out of the ground. I'm like, look behind us, no. like Jack. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> and then we're like. Straight again, it's like attacking the ship. They're like trying to shoot it with arrows, but we like didn't figure out we could kill it for like way too long. Destroys the <laughs> ship. I'm like trying to swim back to shore. Kills us. <laughs> We're just
1: hysterically laughing. And you lost
0: your long ship. Yeah, yeah, but Aww. luckily. Uh, so I ran back naked and built a raft, and we just went out naked with rafts, and got like I got my stuff, got back. Then we Aww. tried to go out again. That was destroyed. But then we finally killed it. What a yeah. hassle. Yeah. It, it's just so much fun, though, like, uh, shit like that. Because we had no idea there was, like, a sea serpent. And uh, just to be out there and be like, oh, my God! <laughs> yeah, I remember the
1: first time I came across that, I was like, what the hell? Like, I didn't think that it would be that easy to kill either. So I just kept on sailing, and it couldn't catch up to me. Um, yeah, but then uh, the one time I really got screwed, uh, God, what are they called? Uh, those fire things, um, yeah, they're like these fire creatures and they shoot fire. I can't believe I forgot what they're called, but uh, I was pulling my ship up to the shore and these fire things come around a tree and shoot these fireballs at me and destroy my longship. So th- that that's the one time I've really gotten screwed in Valheim so far. Yeah,
0: That's a fun game, though. It um... is.
1: And it's, it's surprisingly good. Like for 20 bucks? Yeah. That's yeah. a good cool. deal.
0: What I what I thought was like so crazy about Valheim um, was like when the, we was initially downloading it, right? Because like I came in because all the hype saw it on the front page or whatever, but barely looked at it. And my friend was like, "We're looking for a game to play together because we're doing chess. Um, we wanted like a video game, so we both downloaded it." And I was like, "How is this thing only like four gigabytes? You know, like because it seemed like from the videos and stuff, it seemed like way higher quality." And then you get in and you realize how low quality the textures are but when it's all put together it looks beautiful like the way they utilize lighting and stuff to cover up that kind of grainy style of graphics they have is like really cool
1: the developers actually um they cut they talked about that and they said that they were kind of going for a a playstation style uh graphics and Mm uh that yeah that they went for more of the environmental atmospheric with the lighting Mm -hmm. and the the all that kind of stuff and I think it actually looks a lot better than a lot of games that try to do really well with just the graphics, and Absolutely. they say screw the lighting and screw the particles mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. I, yeah. I think they did a good job with Valheim for sure.
0: Yeah, it, it reminds me of like the very first like video game like review when I was just making those like shitting on video games like indie games. Oh, uh, I remember that. <laughs> and one of them was like it was like some indie game for some series that people knew. Maybe it was like a book series. I remember it was like this small team and they tried to make this cool 3D graphic world and it just was awful, you know? And I remember making the point, it's like, look, if you don't have the budget to do this kind of thing, maybe take the more artistic approach, maybe head in that direction instead. You know, like, utilize the money that you have in areas that can actually benefit, you know, like a storyline, like lighting, things like that. So it's really cool to see um, developers... Um, You know doing that and really kind of playing to their strengths
1: yeah yeah i agree very good
0: uh so just valheim anything else
1: no again i'm looking for a new game to play um i bought my wife a nintendo switch uh for her birthday but you know i'm kind of a hardcore gamer so Uh, so no but honestly dude like she's really good at civ 6 like no joke like I, I always go military and science, which I, I know I probably shouldn't. Not sometimes I'll like mix culture in with that, but she goes hardcore culture and religion sometimes, and she'll beat me by about ten turns,
0: like every time. It's definitely, I think, yeah, culture got a big boost uh, compared to like Civ Five, um, mm-hmm. especially because now like you get almost no penalties for going wide, which I think is kind of a problem because I like Civ Five. Like going tall a lot, and that there was serious penalties to happiness going wide. Um, I forgot about same, that. Yeah, but at the same time, Civ Six is fun because you get to go wide, you know, and you get to go as wide as possible, and you get to make like culture really, really powerful by going wide, which also shouldn't be a thing. But what do you think is the better Civ, Civ
1: Five or Civ Six? Um, I think.
0: Well, it's like I think they have the same problem where Civ Five sucked until it got its final expansion, Um, and I think Civ Six was a better product at first, but you know, still pretty empty until um, all the recent expansions. So I'd say, I guess I like Civ Six more now. Um, Like I like plotting the district zones It adds like a really cool uh, kind of mini game of like how to arrange things and get the most like yields from your tiles. Yeah. Um, like the governor system and earning the uh, great scientists and stuff that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course just like the amount of uh, civilizations they have now and different leaders for those civilizations.
1: Um, yeah. I'd have to say Civ 6 is better too because I haven't really looked back at going to back to Civ 5 and mm-hmm. I couldn't even really tell you the differences between them anymore. Like it's been so long. I remember yeah. in Civ 5 like the workers had Uh, what was it? Uh, oh, they would disappear. You gotta use them once, and then they'd be gone. And in Civ Mm six, you can use them three times,
0: or or no, no, no. But depending on Civ five, they never disappeared. It was just that every single time you create a worker, the cost would go up. Oh, so they didn't disappear. Yeah, so they didn't disappear after a use. Like they stayed permanently, Hmm. but um, they'd be more and more expensive to create them. Okay. Yeah, which became which was kind of a problem though, because um. For one they were the only way to build roads which now you use like the caravans to do that um, and for two you you'd mm-hmm. get to a point where you had all your roads you had all your tiles basically done and then workers were basically for nothing and to have all these resources eating or eating up all your resources without actually providing any value yeah yeah good games uh so i've been playing um, let's see i've been playing a little path of exile uh, got back into that for this season uh started a few weeks ago and I haven't played it in like a couple years and like and i've played it since it was uh only three chapters and now they're like 10 chapters and the game's fully fleshed out it's just crazy how much stuff they've added um like it, it, it it's like they took this like thousand skill tree and then they added like another one for the map system end game and then there's all these beasts you can capture now and like they add different stuff so the level of complexity and already probably the most complex action RPG ever is just through the roof now. It's like almost like EVE Online status of a uh, complexity and like hard learning curve. I'm um, looking it up on Steam right now. Path of Exile. Yeah. it's free to play, huh? Yeah, yeah, very, very free to play. Um, you like, I played probably a couple hundred hours before I ever put any money into it, and so the one bad thing is like. They give you enough storage spaces uh, at first, but you will, like, if you get into it, you really want, want to pay like 10 bucks and get yourself some more of the fancy storage tabs. Um, some, like, cause some are bigger, some, like, you can just color code, and, uh, so you can, make like, and some are made specifically for currency or, uh, cards and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, so it's an MMORPG. It was released in 2013 by a company called Grinding Gear Games. Uh, which I'm not familiar with that dev. They published it, too, so that's actually pretty impressive that they were able to fund it, you know, being such a a smaller company. I would imagine they're a smaller company, you know.
0: haven't ever heard of any of their games. They kind of did the early access thing, um, but again, it being free, uh, so it's not, like, um, a big deal. But, yeah, they've worked on it very systematically over the years because, like, again, there was only three chapters or uh, when I first started playing it. They call it MMO RPG, but it's more of like a MMO um, ARPG. You know, it's basically Diablo two but online. Um, and it, yeah, it's just really awesome. So, it, getting into that, having a lot of fun. It's all about the loot. It's All about the loot, the builds. Because um, again, if you look at the skill tree, it's like a thousand different <laughs> skills that you can take, and you can basically make anyone into anything. Um, and it's pretty punishing game so you really do when you're starting out you really got to find like a build and uh just like fuck that build in the ass dude <laughs> <laughs> yeah but Otherwise, nice like, good gonna, yeah otherwise you're gonna get bent over dude Because nice. like the amount of effects and shit at the end game it's so crazy like when you get like all these like skill nodes piled on top of each other with items and effects piled on top of each other with skill gems i mean shit's just going wild like i've been doing um <laughs> Like a necromancer style build, uh, and, it, and I love it. I mean, Diablo is like not even close anymore. We'll see what uh, Diablo Four does, but well, hell, yeah. I'll look so,
1: into it. You know, like I, I've been saying, I've been looking for a game to play, so
0: that might be the one. Yeah, it's really good, especially if you like want something to like research and watch videos about when going to bed. You know, yeah, uh, so it's great something to fill the brain a little bit. Yeah, yeah, focus on. Yeah, yeah, because I like I love learning systems. That's why like those are kind of my favorite type of games. We're both uh, similar
1: with that. Yeah,
0: we we, we uh, I I call it depth. Where yeah. like there's so
1: many games that come out nowadays where there's just no depth to it. Like even with games like Call of Duty, you know, which mm-hmm. has its you know, and, and Doom Eternal, where it's like yeah, you can appreciate it for its um, pure first-person shooter elements, but. Mm-hmm. There's not a whole lot of depth to it, and that's why, as people know on the Havoc Gaming Channel, I'm Havoc. By the way, um, I like Ark so much is because there's so much depth to that game. Like yeah. every dinosaur has its own stats. You know, mm-hmm. you can tame different things. You can build so many different types of structures. Like I think that game is probably one of the most innovative and most difficult games to ever be produced. And you know, they catch a lot of flack. Wild Card Studios does but i've mm-hmm. learned enough about programming now that
0: you try to program a game like that i dare <laughs> yeah <you. laughs> of course yeah i mean they've had a long time like they have haven't been making it better um, and working on it so so that's good cool. uh but i don't know arc i don't know it takes too long to do anything like the standard like i know you can change the settings like our server that we used to play on. oh well, you have to we had it you gotta change like the settings. slightly slightly faster mining and stuff Even then, it still took like forever if you wanted to breed dinosaurs and really get to that next tier. Well, and Um, that's a problem in itself, like
1: having um, all the options available to you, because I think that can take out of the game. Like if if you make everything too easy and you make like taming dinos like way too fast, it's like well now you're taking too much challenge out of it. So there's like a fine balancing act, like how you set up the game, because yeah, if you play it vanilla. You're not going to have a life and you better yeah. not have a job. You know?
0: <laughs> I think none of you guys had a job at that time. And actually, I think that was when I got out of the Navy too. So I didn't have a job. So we were just playing it like it was a job. <laughs> yeah. And it kind of was like work. It's like, oh, I got to log in and go grab stone. Oh, yeah. I got to make so the sweet vegetable cooking. cakes for the Acatina yeah. so they don't starve to death. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. it. You know what it actually <laughs> reminds me of is when, um, like, I'm not a WoW player, uh, but like I played the beta. Back way back in the day, uh, and then I played like like a couple months on. But what I remember, like thinking about, wow, and why like a lot of my friends hated it and quit was at first it was very community oriented and it was very hard to get shit done. So like if you got a rare drop or you killed this raid, everyone on the server knew you. Like you were famous. Mm. You know, like your epee grew, dude. You had that big massive veiny (laughs) epee because you like you know like first kill like first boss kill or something and uh and it was like the dedication and the hard work to get there is what made it so um everyone looked up to you and kind of created this uh need or this drive you'd want to do better and want to play more and get shit done so that people would recognize you know what you've done and i think yeah like a lot of games the they Either make it too easy and then, like, you get bored. It's like, oh, I'm in the end game after 15 hours. Like, okay, now there's nothing else to do. Or, uh, you know, it's way too hard, like, arc n- vanilla. But luckily, they at least give you the ability to tweak settings. Like, I think three times gathering, three times XP is probably pretty reasonable because you still get hundreds of hours to get to the end game. There's still a lot to do without it being like, Oh yeah, it's gonna take you 40 hours to even get iron. So good luck, buddy. <laughs> yeah.
1: After you tame tame an anklo, And that yeah. alone, I mean, you're 40 hours into the game at that point, even maybe. <laughs> and that's the length of a lot of games nowadays. It's like you're oh, yeah. you're lucky to get 40 hours of out of a game sometimes. Yeah.
0: So. yeah. And then um so the other game I've been playing was uh uh Disgaea 5. Um I think that was on sale recently. Oh I played all the others. Disgaea. Yeah. Ooh, my weaboo My weeaboo powers are emerging. <laughs> <laughs> uh and that's another game of like really complex systems. Um I don't know, I'm like too old for anime now. Like I respect it. I have a lot of friends who still like it, but I just look at it and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go kill myself. Like this is horrible. I hate the voices and then yeah. oh, let's go. Yeah. oh so, no have, all the same tropes have you heard of
1: uh genshin impact yeah yeah yeah. Uh, brooke's been playing that quite a bit and her sister plays that too but there's a character in it called paimon it's like this little blonde fairy thing that follows uh-huh. you around it's like this really pip squeaky voice and it was so bad and i think that like navi it was way worse than that yeah. way worse i can't <laughs> i, I want to do an impression of it but there's no way i could do it it's it, 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 hey listen yeah, but that times a thousand. And anybody who's watching this podcast, if you know what I'm talking about, let us know in the comments section because I think that the developers actually um, got so much hate over that character, they they actually had the the voice actor come back in and re-record all of her lines to to, to tone it down because Brooke started a new file and I was like, oh, she's mildly less annoying, Paimon, and yeah. Uh, but yeah,
0: I like next- to. I like to imagine they brought her back in to like do the voices and they're like whipping her, <laughs> at her. At her. it is China so who knows Yeah, that's how they do it <laughs> that's yeah. how they do it that's how you make money in China uh, everyone was like hyping that game up and they're like oh it's like Zelda but it's got gotcha mechanics and like I play gotcha games like I hate it but like I love it at the same time uh, but yeah I, I played it for like two hours and I was like oh this is pretty gay like Oh, yeah. This game's pretty gay, so, yeah. you know, I'm, like, awesome people love it, but, uh, it's not for me. Um, I'm gonna go do something less gay, like have sex with a man, and play this <laughs> game. <laughs> oh, I'll get everyone to hate me
1: right now. You ready? I think Breath of the Wild is the most overrated game I've ever played in my entire life. I think... But Zelda! I would give it a 4 out of 10. Jesus, that's wild. The graphics are generic. Um, yeah. there's too much space that's empty, and Absolutely. uh, it's just I I I was just really disappointed with it. Brooke and I were so excited. That's why I got her the Nintendo Switch for her birthday because we were so excited to play it. And maybe it was that expectation that led to us being disappointed. Like, oh, this is gonna be so oh. great, you know. And that's mm-hmm. usually why I go into things with low expectations. But you know,
0: Zelda, you know, and I'm old, so. <laughs> yeah like, even like remembering being like 10 playing like ocarina of time isn't enough nostalgia for you to even like it man a link to the past dude that uh, that's, that's my number one i like well i was like in foster care and like this is way after playstation was already out and like 64 was already out maybe ps2 had just come out but all we had was a regular nintendo uh and they had this old projector big screen tv so it is a classic. So we'd literally be sitting there playing like uh, Tetris on this like old school big screen TV, and uh, they had a Zelda the gold cartridge and then Link Two, the gold cartridge. And mm. I'll make it us even more unpopular. I'll make us people even hate us more. I thought Link Two was better than Link One because I like the side scroll RPG mechanics of it. Ah, like. Like, because Zelda is not a RPG by any stretch of the imagination it's no. an action game action adventure um, action adventure puzzle game yeah and link 2 had arc- rpg mechanics um and, uh, if i remember correctly and it was like 2d it, it was like i thought it was a lot of fun um so that was kind of like my old school one that i played but ocarina of time's the one that really hooked me in i think that did it
1: for a lot of people i remember vividly that christmas uh, when I got that, and I was so excited, and it did not disappoint. It was dude, just
0: remember the playground, the playground combos about it being like, Oh, did you find this? or There's a secret heart container if you go to the farm, yeah, you're an adult then, and then it's all scary.
1: Yep, Epona getting Epona. Yeah. Oh my god, dude, yeah.
0: <laughs> and she's like on the thing, and like the sun setting or whatever, and you're like riding off, and the farmer's like, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. yes. <laughs> Here's a horse, little boy. Oh God! You can have it for free. You no. just gotta come milk my cows. No. <laughs> oh, by the way, my penis is named Cow. <laughs> milk yet? <it. laughs> Close my eyes and suck it out of a tube. Close your eyes and suck it out of a tube. <laughs> Welcome to nuclear hand grenade. Nuclear <laughs> grenade.
1: We took the hand out of it. I didn't.
0: He took the hand of it. I'm saying hand, and it's both. <laughs> yeah, it's both. You can call it whatever. It's both. Yeah. Um, so, uh, okay, so Disgaea 5, I've been playing. Not much to say about it. Weeaboo game. Great tactics game. If you love uh, Final Fantasy Tactics style and you can handle anime bullshit. Um, very <laughs> deep, cool game. And then um, RuneScape. I started playing RuneScape again. And they're doing like a double XP... Uh, weekend like two weeks thing, so that's been cool. grinding that out. Well, ex- uh,
1: explain what Runescape is, because I'm not even really that familiar.
0: Uh, so that. Runescape is a uh, MMO RPG. Like I started playing it in maybe '99. Like they had three servers. The Wild wasn't even out yet back then. Um, some kid at school told me about it, and you could play it in the browser, so you didn't have to have like. So we got to play it at the library. a um, future. Which is. A, yeah. And so I've been playing it for a long time off and on, I'll take like five year breaks and shit. But uh, it's a cool like MMORPG because it's really skill, like it's based on skills, not just fighting. So like fighting is a big component of the game if you want to go that direction. But there's like skilling is a big component. So like mining, fishing, you know, smithing, um, hunting. It has all these different skills and stuff that are really fun to like grind out. It's a great game. Like if you're watching YouTube videos or watch a TV, just to have something that you're AFKing with. Um, and yeah, it's just been around forever. Graphics are horrible, uh, but it's just—I don't know—it's a lot of fun. The community is somehow nicer than it's ever been. Like it used to be little guys like us, like 14-year-old toxic trolls, be like, oh, you're a gay little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Your well, mom's a hoe," you know. So now it's like. Like I think like a lot of like older women play it. So it's like very nice and like people are friendly. Oh. And like, yeah, it's good. Um i yeah, just been playing those, uh not much of any of the cool new popular stuff. Let's talk a little bit about the news. There's like a couple things I want to touch on here.
1: Gordon uh, Mick Gordon's coming back. Mick Gordon. The Doom the composer for Doom Ooh, uh, Yeah, the food yeah, with and software. Yeah.
0: Okay, yeah. No, I, didn't think I, I just made that last... up.
1: I just made that up. Okay,
0: <laughs> fake <laughs> news we should be coming back. People were fake pissed about this. Yes, this is a fake news podcast. Anything you hear here is just us regurgitating something we've read, probably wrong, so...
1: or we made it up because we thought it would sound really cool and it surprise yeah. people.
0: Yeah, we're gonna have the freshest takes of lies <laughs> <laughs> of any podcast. Link is yeah. from Akadite. Suguru heard... yeah, Miyamoto gave... came out and told everybody. Google is transitioning, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, uh, what they want to touch on was um, Microsoft. uh, This happened like a week or two ago. The news came out. Looks like August, Microsoft will be dropping its cut um, for people selling on its store from thirty percent, which is what Steam does, to twelve percent, which is in line with what Epic does, I believe. So. If, like, I make a game and I sell it on Microsoft Store, they're only taking 12% for using their platform. But, nice. you know, Steam's going to take a third of my money uh, at 30%. Um, and I guess Steam's being sued uh, right now as well uh, for basically having an effective monopoly. Um, which, what? Yeah. No. What, what, yeah, what I think's funny about that is obviously monopolies are a problem. Um, and but And you can use okay, it, it, I think it is. I think like 70% or 80% of all gamers use Steam mostly. Um, most games get sold on. But but my problem with it is, is like, look, if you can prove shady practices, sure, they should get sued to know not to do that anymore. Um, but it seems like Steam, not only were they the first ones there, but they are the company that has built up a good... Like, it's not just a game platform to buy games on. I mean, when I go on Steam, I can look at a game, I can see its reviews, I can see thousands of people's reviews on it written out well. Um, I can look at a community of people, discussion boards, and all different topics on that game. I can look at people's screenshots and videos. I can watch people play that game live. I can look at uh, guides right there. I can just click. While I'm playing a game, shift-tab, click on a guide, Look, community-made guides. It's like, oh, here's how you do this, boss. Or here's how you get, you know, more turnips and yada, yada. Um, you
1: know what's really cool and- about Valve, too? Is that, yeah. like, the way that they hire people, like, you do have to be, like, one of the best people in the field that you're applying for. But once you get into Valve, they treat you like an independent contractor. So, like, mm-hmm. if, if you think that something would make Steam a better platform, like, someone just takes the initiative and it's like, yeah. hey, Gabe, can I have a couple people help me with this? And Gabe's like, yeah, go do it. Do it. Yeah. And you know what? Yeah. I think that you could, I think Steam is as guilty of monopolization as the other platforms are of stealing Steam's IP for platform design. So, mm-hmm. I mean, who who's really the the victim here?
0: But it, it'd be like one thing. I, I don't think they're stealing their design because the UI on Epic is atrocious. Uh, Microsoft Store is still a fucking joke. Like, who cares how much yeah, little they take? But they don't offer anything. Like like Epic, we all join Epic because of the free games. It's dope. Yes. They're giving out dope ass games once a week. I fucking love it. And it's very easy. They don't send you email bullshit. So I love that aspect of it. Um, Even if it's China stealing my information, it's worth it for a few games. Mm -hmm. Tell you what, (laughs) you can have it. You can put me in a camp with the Uyghurs for a few video games, China. That's the American way. (laughs) That is the American (laughs) uh, way,
1: goddammit.
0: Yeah. But, you know, they don't have anything. You couldn't even put more than one, you couldn't buy more than one game at a time on their store. I still don't know if they have a cart. Because for months and months, <laughs> they didn't have a shopping cart. A shopping cart! You could, buy, you could buy things online 25 years ago and they had a shopping cart. You're China. You're like the most, one of the most powerful countries in the entire planet. Uh, you're a game company who receives money directly from the Chinese government. <laughs> or a company that's directly appointed by the Chinese government. And you can't figure out a fucking shopping cart? Unbelievable. Hell, they could hire me.
1: I could put a, pro- a
0: cart in there. I know enough yeah. about programming to do that. Easy. Yeah. I bet you I could look at a YouTube guide and figure out how to program a fucking cart function. <laughs> into. Like, like, so, so, I mean, these, these companies are, it's not just that they're behind. Obviously they don't have the benefit of 15 years of refining and smoothing out but they don't have to. Like some of these things aren't protected under like IP. So you could have just copied a lot of what Steam had, but make it your own, switch things up. But it, the the blueprint's already there, and then you can add your own stuff or new ideas or creative takes. But they didn't even do that. They didn't even copy. They didn't even have a fucking shopping cart. Like I can't get over that. Uh, but no guides, no discussions. The store page like, is dumb. Like the reviews are barely there. Uh, so, uh, so, that's it, okay, so that's fair. So it's like one thing. If you're a monopoly who's purposely buying out or like or crushing small uh, businesses or co- uh, competitors with um, you know non free market uh, like uh, rules, like you're not following the rules and going by the law, and you're like kind of like bending the rules to like push people out of the space, then yeah, you should be held accountable. Like that is a monopoly. But no one's stopping any of these companies. From not sucking, like they're like, oh, it's because Steam is a, a monopoly. It's like no, it's because you suck. You know, people want competition because it makes Steam better. Like Steam started to really suck over the last couple of years. They were not like improving the platform very much. They were doing no uh, caretaking of the new games list. So you'd have like fifteen fucking shovelware. You know, like Taiwanese fucking. You know. Brunts for cocaine on there, you know, money laundering schemes, pushing out like real games, like being made. Um, but then once like these other things started popping up, Steam did start fixing some of that. Um, and they've added a few things here and there. So I, I think competition is good, but you can't you can't say like, oh, these this uh, bet baseball team is a monopoly and they're not letting me play baseball, even though I couldn't beat a high school player. You know, I can't hit as well as like a high school kid can. So it's like, at some point it's you too.
1: Yeah. You well, for, for another example, uh, my, my father owns a real estate company and there was other brokerages that were trying to say, trying to get the national organization of realtors <clears> to make it illegal for companies to use drones because some brokerages are too small that they can't afford drones. I afford
0: six hundred bucks? yeah, exactly. <laughs> but well, I worked at Best Buy, and one of the guys that worked there, <clears throat> like I was in the PC department and he was in like our little camera drone section. and he did in his side hustle was um being paid as a contractor for real estate companies to come take the drone shots for them. yes, you know, yep. so they didn't even have to put up the money for a drone if they don't want to pay eight hundred bucks up front, which is the way smarter move because he would charge them like one hundred and fifty. And go out and do two hours, three hours of drone footage. Uh, you know, doing like the circle pan up, you know, and he was pretty good at it. So
1: And then you fly down and go through the, the front door and watch <laughs> smooth action. Yeah, Hell
0: yeah, dude. Yeah, that's what's good. A yeah, and then you see a lady <laughs> getting undressed, and you're like, Whoa, this is kind of real estate I like. Oh yeah. <laughs> I've seen a lot of those documentaries online, and I think real estate is really fun. Like it seems like you get to have a lot of cool sex.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, it's a real sexy business. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'd fucking kill oh, so myself. So are we closing
0: down this house?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can't pay commission, huh? Well, uh, yeah. you know,
0: I think we could work something
1: out.
0: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> sure the of- guy shows up. He's like, oh, I'm here for the orgy. <laughs> bam, 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 bam. Yeah. There's like a plumber. He's like, Oh, hello there. <laughs> the pool guy comes in. Yeah. Somehow hey, your stepmom's what's going there too. In here. <laughs> yes. Your stepmom's stuck in a dryer. <laughs> and the sister's got
1: her hand stuck in the, the yeah. garbage disposal in the sink. Eight giant black guys come in
0: there. <laughs> just real estate. One
1: hell of a business.
0: Yeah, yeah one hell of a business. <laughs> you say that as you're like doing a line up a mirror. <laughs> we just got kicked off of YouTube. Hell yeah, buddy. Uh, <laughs> okay. Okay, so that was uh, that news. Uh, Microsoft, it's really cool they're doing this. Hopefully they also make their store not suck. Um, And so the next one I want to talk about was uh, Giant Bomb is shutting down, or not shutting down, but like three of the major components are leaving Giant Bomb. This is about six months after they were acquired. Ooh, they were acquired by... eh, I'm not sure. I forget I- the company. That them. No, no, no. It's some some other weird named company, um, but so basically, some of the people that like helped start it were there from the very beginning. Alex Navarro, uh, Vinny Caravella, and Brad Shoemaker, like core core components of Giant Bomb, Giant Bomb Cut Ca- Podcast, uh, and the Beastcast, and the East Coast are leaving, um, and this one kind of hits me, kind of hits home for me a little bit because. Uh, I got into like gaming podcasts and stuff from Total Biscuit and the Co-Optional podcast, and Total Biscuit would always say like he stole his whole format from Giant Bomb. In many ways, we're just stealing their format, so we are kind of stealing from Giant Bomb too. Yeah, they kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like we kind of take off like crib off of the way Co-Optional did it uh, is kind of what I want to do, and they cribbed off of what Giant Bomb did. And so I got into Giant Bomb podcasts because Total Biscuit always talked about them. And Jeff Gersman left Gamespot, you know, over a decade ago to form Giant Bomb because they tried to make him uh, give Kanan Lynch like a fancy, like a eight or something, and he gave it like a six. And so the Gamespot tried to make him increase the score. He refused to because Kanan Lynch said they weren't going to buy out ads on the website or the magazine if they didn't. So he just left. So he's clearly like has journalistic integrity um, and then giant Bomb's been kind of like a cornerstone for uh, gaming media and podcasts ever since then. So it's kind of like end of an era. Um, Jeff's staying there. So we don't know what it's going to look like moving forward. I assume they're going to have some sort of giant bomb cast maybe with the new crew in the coming months. Um, and we'll just have to see what, like how their website changes, what direction they take it. Um, But, yeah, you weren't really, you didn't uh, really listen to Giant Bobcast that much, did you, Alex?
1: No, no, I didn't. I I was never very privy with Giant Bomb. The only time I ever used them as a resource or anything like that, I uh, was experimenting with YouTube and doing game trailer stuff, and I'd go to Giant Bomb to see kind of like the Wikipedia description (laughs) of a game.
0: Yeah, yeah, they, they, that never got built out as much as I wanted it to, but that was a really cool, like, idea. It was like a Wikipedia. Type of yeah. Thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that was a really cool resource just to have right there on the website. So I know like a lot of people are sad, mad, confused about that. Um, but it's perfect for us, you know, as we slide in on our first episode. Yeah. You know, big dicks out. We're like, yeah, you leave. We're gonna come in and fuck that dead horse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is a PC centric
1: uh, podcast, yeah. and we're Most very we anti PC at the same time. Whatever. Yeah, we don't we don't play baby games. Yeah, fuck that. Babies. Fuck babies, piss me off. Yeah,
0: you console babies, dude, with your gay games.
1: Zelda Breath of the Wild, it's the best game ever played. <laughs> me, bad.
0: Yeah, you're bad people. You're bad. People. You're bad people. You should feel bad. That's one. You should feel bad. Two is what? Your, your penis is the size of a baby's penis. Even smaller, some would say. Some would say smaller, a Chinese baby's penis is possible. Yeah, that's, that's uh, three, three, your muscles are the consistency of tits. What do you think about that? <laughs> okay. Bill Cosby shows up. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically, console gamers are the Bill Cosby of gaming. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Oh, I wish I had a Bill Cosby impression to whip
1: out right now. That is yeah, the best impression that you could possibly have as a Bill Cosby. Yeah,
0: I'll, I uh, the only thing i can do just sounds racist so <laughs> i won't do it all uh, right uh, Not that we have offended no one up to this point no we're a christian podcast um, we're like pod of yeah, podcast we're, yeah we're like the christian rock of podcasting yeah so you know our god is a great god you know just get that he's so strong he's so strong and awesome Let's go ahead and look at some of the games coming out. We're just going to look at the top s- sellers list on Steam. The new and upcoming on Steam, rather. So we got Hoods coming out. Uh, looks like May 10th, uh, which should be the same day this goes live. Uh, this game looks kind of shitty, kind of looks like your typical. indie, third-person type of game. Um, Hope I'm wrong. Kind of giving me, like, uh, Godfall vibes. Remember the game Uh, Pitfall? Super Nintendo? Yeah.
1: Dude, that game gave me nightmares for a long time when I was a kid. Like, you you start off in that cage, and it's swinging. It's like this super creepy animation. And then, like, you manage to get out of there. And then, like, this guy comes out of the corner of the screen, jumps on you, and, like, strangles you to death. (laughs) It's like, Jesus Christ. That's fucking scary, man.
0: Is that the one with like the vines, and you have to like swing across the? Uh, and this beast is uh, chasing alligators? you. Yes. Yeah. I don't know about the was...
1: alligators, but there were, there were pits that you could fall into.
0: A yeah. Pitfall. Yeah. I think maybe you had to like jump on alligator heads, and their mouth would open and close or something. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Sorry for it's interrupting. It's been like twenty-five years. Unbeatable. Uh, <laughs> uh, looks like anime bullshit. Don't care. Infinite Toad Two. Infinite Tower Defense. That's coming out a. Oh, well, that's already out. Okay, we should have really planned this part out better. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, Insurmountable. This one looks cool. I haven't played it yet, but this came out, and it's like a roguelite mountain climbing game. So you like climb out, climb up this mountain, and uh, different effects like uh, terrain and stuff. Different things can happen to you. Uh, different random events, and the mountain changes every time you reload. Um, so that one looks really cool. Uh, I really like indie or like roguelites that. Don't do the traditional like I'm just fighting a monster and gaining power up like that way. Um, so to see them kind of do new things with it, besides like fighting by Isaac or card style, uh, is really cool. Um, the near uh, replicate just came out, to remake of an older near game uh, that goes in the anime bullshit category. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> one I've heard a lot about, which I haven't seen, um, is turnip boy commits tax evasion um turnip boy commits tax evasion yeah yeah so it looks like a fun little indie puzzler game and um
1: they're having it looks fun. Like
0: fun i've heard yeah i've heard it's very funny those developers
1: are just having fun they'll probably yeah, make dude. they'll probably make some money out of it hopefully
0: yeah well you know i've heard good things about it so it seems like it's doing well for uh something i didn't hear any hype about going uh, into it and then um portal reloaded which i didn't actually know about um so it looks like portal a couple weeks ago got a update or I guess it's just a community mod, but it like improves graphics, adds new um, puzzles and stuff and it looks like it's actually supported um, by Steam even though it's community made mod. So love seeing them do that. Stop pulling back dude tell them the big news.
1: Half-life 2 is coming out.
0: Oh yeah half-life two baby
1: <laughs> <laughs> Big news.
0: And then of course the big dick game that everyone's talking about is Resident Evil Village is now out Um, Came out today or yesterday Um, Yeah, I think PewDiePie had a video on that Right, he's still around is he? I thought the uh, Indians killed him or something.
1: Oh, yeah (laughs) T-series. Yeah. Yeah Well, they tried to but PewDiePie uh, made a deal with them and their feud has ended
0: Ah, Okay, yes nice good for him the reviews on this though are looking really good uh very positive 93 percent out of 6400 reviews i was gonna get guess 8.7
1: just with my intuition alone (laughs) yeah it's pretty good Uh, (laughs) 9.3 wow yeah are are you a resident evil guy no back in the resident evil days i was playing a lot of um real-time strategy like i Mm -hmm. I played command and conquer like that was kind of my thing back when I was younger in StarCraft um, and then Goldeneye when the 64 and the Perfect Dark. Uh, yeah. So I never really had time for that.
0: Yeah, it was, uh, I played them all like back in the day. Like I didn't really like Resident Evil until Resident Evil 4 came out on a uh, GameCube. And that one I, I loved, I really loved when they took that kind of over the shoulder third person style. Didn't that one have Uh, co-op? Yeah, 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 yeah. it did. The second one was really good on co-op too. Or five, I guess. Uh, Which is cool. So I really love that direction. I haven't played the newest ones where they've gone first person. Because they've gone to more like traditional horror style game, which is just too creepy for me. It's too scary! (laughs) Scary skeletons! Oh no! (laughs) Yeah, so spooky skeletons are too much for me. Uh, So... I don't really handle those too well. Um, but all, everyone loves it. Re- re- reviews are crazy. The videos are crazy. Um, so this is kind of following in that series. They're bringing back the um, X type monster, Mr. X, you know, following you around. So it's going to be like a big scary. Witch lady. Not scary. I'm a sorry. Uh,
1: yeah. Like, I hate when games make the scariest thing in the game. Superhuman looking. It's like, mm-hmm. why don't you just have a murderer like uh, with a knife coming after you, like Mr. X? Not scary.
0: They should have yeah. had something a lot cooler than that. Personally, I think. Yeah, well, I mean, you could say this one's going in a better direction because you have four Mr. X's, and they're like the creepy witch ladies. Um, mm. So you got like you got uh, a thick, thick vampire lady that we all love, um, and then I guess she has three daughters, and they're all going to be hunting you. Um, but I guess you can kill them so you can like finish them off from what I understand. So that would make it slightly less annoying to me. Just got to build a, a wood stick, a wood spear. Yeah. Yeah. And and like those following type monsters, I don't don't know. I, I, hate that mechanic. Like, it's like, okay, this is definitely adding tension for the first two hours. Um, and then it's just annoying. It just becomes like, oh, I figured out how to run in a circle around it and get away. Uh, but it's like now fucking costing me an extra ten minutes per hour I play, uh, just to get shit done. So, hey, um, what would you say was the scariest game
1: you played, like that you can remember from your youth? Put you on the spot.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would have to think about it. We'll come um, back to it. We we'll can come back to it later. Well, I mean, I don't know, because like a lot of the ones that are way too scary. I just don't play. Uh, however, I ones that were like very scary that i could play was kind of like the bioshock games Mm. where they were they're not like jump scare scary but they're creepy and like the implications of the world and the universe is very dark and creepy um so those ones kind of stand out especially like the creepiness of like the little girls Draining like the DNA out of people and like oh yeah you, you you mutated monster people coming at you all the time. I think audio is probably the most
1: essential piece to something being scary, you know, because like mm-hmm. in Bioshock it was the uh, that big giant thing. What were those called? Uh, big daddies. Big daddies. Like the yeah. noises they made were kind of scary, and then yeah, um, the atmospheric kind of music. Like mm-hmm. for me, Quake, the first Quake, when that came out on what was it the N sixty four I think it was. Yeah. Yeah, um, That scared the hell out of me. Like the the, the noises that the creatures made. And then Trent Reznor from Nine Inch Nails actually did the uh, soundtrack for that game. And he's he's a professional, you know. And so his job was to make scary atmospheric music. And he did that pretty well, I thought.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I think one thing, too, that really uh, scared me about the game is like, I'm kind of scared of like underwater shit already yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so like it kind of had the atmosphere sounding of like being in a submarine where you can hear like the pressure of the water squeezing on like this place that you're inside um, that's a good way to describe it yeah I agree yeah, so, yeah oh you know what another one I just thought of was uh, this is actually a funny story so uh, uh god damn I just forgot it what was Doom Doom 3 just came out mm. And I just built my computer, like my first computer that I built, and uh, I was playing it in my room with the like lights off and it's oh, very no. yeah, very dark game and that's very, a game like, with a the, lot of jumps with the flashlight, right? with the flashlight. yeah, yeah, yeah. oh God and, you'd be like, and you had to like switch from the flashlight to the gun, you know and so it was, like creepy. and I'm like in this part and you know there's gonna be jump scares. And then my aunt comes in to tell me it's dinner time. and she comes in my computer is facing a wall, so I'm over here. And she comes in, and I jump, and I'm like, knock, knock next time! And she just, let's close the door. And to this day, <laughs> I'm pretty sure she thinks she walked in on me jacking up. Yeah, porn, yeah. That was, yeah, like, I don't think, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't think she saw the screen. She just just like, go. Get out <laughs> of here, no! Time. No!
1: <laughs> Interesting thing about Doom 3 is uh, John Carmack, I think, uh, had just created the technology for video games uh, for anyone who doesn't know, John Carmack, prolific programmer, created Doom when he was like 16 years old. Um, but he created it uh, so that when some when an object moved past a light source, the game would automatically know where to cast the shadow. And before that, uh, what they had to do is they actually had to animate the shadows. Oh, so he yeah. created kind of like an AI system for shadow lighting. Nice. Yeah. That was Doom Three, yeah, really cool. yeah, and I think that's why they went with the flashlight route, so they could kind of show that off, the technology.
0: Yeah, well, it worked. I mean, the monsters were really cool looking, and um, yeah, it was it was definitely a badass game. I think like a lot of people hated on it, but uh, it wasn't
1: fast paced, yeah. like uh, yeah, what yeah, a lot of people I, were probably I expecting. Like it. Yeah, it, it,
0: like I guess the most recent one comparable to that was, but uh, Bethesda came out with it. You're like in the uh, uh rage, rage two. Not rage. It starts with a P. Ah, fuck! It recently came out. They actually made a roguelite add-on to it, which is interesting. But it's like a first-person shooter, uh, kind of puzzly Metroidvania-style game, where they, like these mimics will like mimic items in a room, and then like if you see like two trash cans next to each other, you're like, oh shit, one of those a mimic, you know? And you and you turn your back, they like face hug at you. I haven't heard of that. Yeah, fucking, uh, it'd probably take too much time to look up, but... Nah, yeah, uh, it's okay.
1: Are, are we still going through, uh, the new games coming out?
0: Um, that's pretty much it for the ones I want to talk about, the big ones that were, like, kind of front page. Um, uh, oh, damn it, now it's on my mind, I just want to fucking... Oh, pray. that's what it's called, Pray. pray okay.
1: Yeah, I haven't prayed, uh, prayed that. <laughs>
0: yeah, <I> prayed that. <laughs> Dude, you got to pray to the
1: Almighty God, bro. <laughs> I do. John Carmack. I got a bracelet that says WWJCD. What would John Carmack uh, do? Whenever I get stuck programming, it's like I just look at my bracelet and I think I know what to do. Uh
0: huh. Now, what is that?
1: Uh, just you know, be smart. Now you're
0: on the spot, bitch. <laughs> my answer is be
1: smart, be smart, be smart. Be smart. <laughs> Yes. What would John Carmack do? Be smart.
0: Oh, you know. Okay. What final game actually I played? Uh, just uh, I guess uh, before we wrap things up was um, uh, Chinese Parents, which is like a very interesting game. It's like one of these uh, raise raising games. Where you're like a baby, mm. and then you like choose the points, and you like do get better at certain things, and um, you know try to be. Uh, Finish high school with top grades and get the career you want, and you have new generations. It's so like once you like grow up, that you'll have a kid, and you know it'll build on and get better stats. Um, I've never played but, a game like that before. It's very weird for a grown man to play. I think I think wow. the demographic is typically uh, girls. Really like those style of games. Um, yeah, for me, yeah, I just. For me, it's like the depth issue again. Like, where's
1: the depth? Or is it more of just like a linear story where you have a couple options as you go through it, but
0: it's just mostly just a linear type of thing? Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's both. Like, there's only so many different options that pop up. There are enough to keep like a few runs uh, decent, like or enjoyable and unique enough. Um, Especially because of the type of jobs you could do. There's quite a bit that you could kind of focus your character on. Uh, and then the coolest thing though is, as you get traits and stuff, they store like in your character. So each generation is a little bit better stats wise than gen- generation before. Oh, that's kind of cool. I like that idea. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, and it kind of you can kind of track like uh, your family tree and stuff, which is pretty cool. What's the name of this game? It's called Chinese Parents.
1: Chinese Parents. Okay, it's on Steam for ten bucks.
0: Yeah uh not sure why i bought it but i really enjoyed it. i did i got it like last year or something uh, but i started playing it again yeah definitely fun yeah uh so do you have anything coming up on uh have a gaming channel
1: uh you know not really i finished the the raft series and then um i was thinking about making some Valheim videos uh but there's just so so many Valheim videos already that I'm sure my, my videos will just get buried anyways. And, uh, you know, one thing I do when I look at what videos I should make, I kind of look at the competition, competition, and I see how good their videos are. And if I think that I can make a video that's at least 30% better than what's out there, then I'll go ahead and make it. Otherwise, you know, it probably isn't worth my time. So, um... I don't know. I don't think I'll make videos for Valheim, uh, but I enjoyed playing that. Uh, So I'll probably wait until the next game to maybe make uh, videos for something. And then we we got this podcast, and that's kind of uh, the thing that I'm most excited about right now.
0: Every other PC gaming podcast sucks. Um, We're losers, and we're awesome. So Ah. just keep that in mind. That's why we're doing this. It's because the the, the market is filled with douchebags and losers. And pussies. And we're badass. We're badass, hardcore, big dick motherfuckers.
1: Look at these eyes. Um, these are the eyes of a eyes. hardcore gamer.
0: That is a killer. That is a CSGO 360 no-scope killer right there. Headshots only. Get the fuck dude, out of here. The shit he will say about your mom after he fucking no-scopes you. Yeah, it's true. You're gonna think about for weeks. It's dude. true. So
1: your imagination, your imagination can come up with anything that bad. Your psyche would crumble if
0: you could even imagine the shit we'll say. The voice Uh, of God? Decibels lower than mine. Decibel lower. Um, So anyways, thanks for anyone that listened. It's probably like two of you. Um, Thank (laughs) you. (laughs) Uh, Hopefully we can get three at some point. That'd be sweet. Um, Three would be amazing. uh, Yeah. Uh, I'm Justin Land. That is Alexander Hayhoe. This has been Nuclear Hand Grenade. Uh, first episode thank you all so much Uh, we'll see you next time bad speed